Welcome to You're listening to the Wrestling Takeover. What is your name? With your host, Jordan Turner, who's always gonna keep it real. Come on, King. Inside and outside the ring. Let me make myself clear. He's got the band behind him, King. It's time to take over, King. Are you ready? He's all fired up now, King. Take over. Let's go. What's good, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Turner. Thank you guys once again for joining me. Uh, today, we're going to break down the wrestling news, talk about WWE Crown Jewel for this Saturday. Stay tapped for the uh, post-show review uh, that I will be covering the show. We got news on John Cena and Brock Lesnar. We also have news on Chris Statlander, um, and we got some news on LA Knight and Roman Reigns, not to mention Seth Rollins. So that's what you guys can look forward to on today's brand new episode of the Wrestling Takeover. Again, I'm your host, Jordan Turner. If you're brand new to the podcast, I give you guys in-depth review and analysis, unfiltered opinions, and I always um, am very creative on this show. I pitch a lot of creative ideas. Um, I am here during the week as consistent as I can. I'm giving you all the best wrestling talk in the game in the wrestling space. Um, If you find someone that's more honest and more creative than I am, that's great. But I feel like I'm on top of the game. I feel like I'm on the top of the list. And if you want someone, again, that's creative, passionate, knowledgeable, and unfiltered, you come to the right place and you've come to the right show. This is the Wrestling Takeover, and I am taking over in a different way. Let's get right into the wrestling news. We're going to start with Crown Jewel. Let's get some predictions in the way. Preview predictions, the whole nine for WWE Crown Jewel. Um, it will be taking place this Saturday. Uh, be sure to check out my full post-show review on Spotify. Um, for those who listen on Apple Podcasts and Google Play and iHeartRadio. Uh, but really on Spotify, I would really appreciate a five-star rating on that platform. Um, but let's get right into uh, crown jewel i'm excited for crown jewel i'm not sure what you guys think about your excitement let me know how excited you are if you're not excited um yeah let me know what you guys think about crown jewel um but i think crown jewel is going to be a good show um i actually like that there's not a lot of matches on this show i think there's a total of seven matches i fuck with that i fuck with that i think that's great um, that there is less matches. Again, in my opinion, less is more quality over quantity. Again, less is more, right? And that's the method that Triple H, Paul Levesque, has been providing us. And this is the method that he's been providing us since the days of the OG Black and Gold NXT. So he's presented that on the main roster. Everything is going well. Not saying everything he's been doing is great, but for the most part, I have been enjoying, from my point of view, I have been enjoying what he's been bringing to the table. We're going to get right into it. Let's kick things off with the Undisputed Universal Championship match. Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Yeah. Now, I think this match is going to be very entertaining, very story-esque. But the fact is, Roman Reigns is going to retain his championship yeah that's what's gonna happen i'm sorry for you la night fans out there i always want to be up front with my audience i always want to be direct and 
I need you guys to understand where I'm coming from, from my point of view. I don't say things just to say things. And my motto on the podcast is simple. I say what I say and I mean what I say. And everything that I'm about to say on the show and moving forward in general, I mean it. I really do. I love LA Knight and I mean that. I love the yeah. I love the let me talk to you. I love that shit. This man is popular. You know, he's a new superstar, right? Um, And managers behind him. Now, was it too soon to put him in this world championship match? Yes, it was. In my personal opinion, I felt like it was too soon. Others think differently, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I'm right. Th- I'm right, though. It's just it's too soon. Way too soon. And I'm also right, you know, in saying that LA Knights, he's not winning this match. If he wins this match, I will absolutely come on here immediately before I even do the intro and say, I'm sorry. And I sincerely apologize, not only to, you know, the wrestling fans in the wrestling space, but I apologize to LA Knight. I was wrong. That's if he wins. So we'll see. Anything's possible. (laughs) Like Kevin Garnett says, anything's possible, right? But in my opinion, I just don't think Roman Reigns is going to lose. I don't see LA Knight beating him. It's going to be a great match, though. It's going to be a great match. Very story-esque. And I really hope they go out there and really tell a great story. Um, There's one thing that I will say about Roman Reigns. He's very underrated from that standpoint. He's very underrated when it comes to telling stories in the ring. Ever since he's became this tribal chief, this mafia boss-like character, um, his storytelling has been to perfection. Um, talking trash to his competitors in the ring, I like that. I think that adds to the story, and it adds to the match that they're trying to tell. Um LA Knight, rising star, prodigy in the making, new star being created, new formed here. Um, Roman Reigns is going to see if he can hang. And if he can hang with Roman Reigns, he's going to be good with management. This is a test. I know it might be hard to admit, but this is a test to see if LA Knight can really hang with the best. And I think he's going to, you know, pass the test. He's going to pass the test with flying colors. So I can't wait for it. I'm a big fan of LA Knight. Roman Reigns is doing his thing. And um, I know people are kind of going mad shit crazy right now in the wrestling space that Roman Reigns is looking to take significant more time away. I don't know. Is he going to miss Survivor Series? I don't think he should. I mean, you know, it's Survivor Series. But again, I'm going to be honest. If he if he misses Survivor Series, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to sweat it because I know Survivor Series is going to have more things to talk about other than Roman Reigns. RKO. Um, But we'll see what happens. I'm excited for it. They're going to have a good match. Another match that I think is going to be very good. The World Heavyweight Championship won between Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Now, I know Drew McIntyre's contract with the WWE will be expiring very soon. Is this like a ploy for WWE to be like, hey, uh, we'll let you resign. And if you do resign, we'll give you the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, that's a possibility. We don't know yet. 
but that's a possibility and that's something to think about. Also, something to think about is Seth Rollins' back injury. Seth Rollins' back injury is legit. He does have a fucked up back. People are saying he might lose and take some time away. This can be the time to do it. We're in November. Take the whole rest of the month off. Take December off. Take most of January off. And come back before the Royal Rumble. That's a possibility. Now, do I think that's going to happen? I don't. I'm going with Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is going to retain. And I think he's going to roll into WrestleMania 40. Still the World Heavyweight Champion. That's what I think is going to happen. If Seth Rollins loses, I'll be okay with it. I'm not going to be mad or anything. You know? Let's give Drew McIntyre a run with the title. Let's see what he can do with it as a heel. Because Seth Rollins is a babyface. I can see right here, right now, Drew McIntyre losing. And then post-match, he snaps on Seth Rollins. And he quote-unquote injures Seth Rollins. And maybe we have Seth Rollins be injured so badly in storyline, of course, that he has to relinquish the World Heavyweight Championship. And then we get a tournament and Drew wins the title. Hi, Triple H. I pitch ideas on the show. I'm very good at it. Very good at it. That's one idea. Not sure if management have brought that up, but that's one idea. That could happen. Or Seth Rollins can just win in general and, you know, Drew loses and, you know, we get whatever he's got to do and, you know, when his contract expires. Because he could leave. He can also have signed a contract already and this all is smoke and mirrors, all rumors, all hearsay, all rumors being thrown by WWE to kind of um, distance, you know what I mean? The reports stating that McIntyre, um, his contract is expiring. They might be kind of throwing us off and everything like that. And then reality, Drew was already signed, but they wanted to just kind of, you know, throw the reports off and saying that, oh yeah, he's not signed in reality, he's signed. So, and then they can make that big announcement when um, his contract expired and they could just be like, oh, Drew McIntyre signed. Oh my God, big deal. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he would be the first person to be resigned by Endeavor. He's a big superstar. think he's got to stay. But we'll see what happens. But I'm going with Seth Rollins when it's all said and done. And I think he's going to retain the World Heavyweight Championship in a fighting effort. Women's World Championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, and Zoe Starks. Rhea Ripley. I'm always honest on my show. That's how I built myself. And that's how I built my brand. On honesty. Nothing but honesty. I love Rhea Ripley. I love the mommy character. Love mommy. She's great. Ozzy's great. A.K.A. Rhea Ripley. She's phenomenal. I am a fan. I've been a fan since day one. I am not focusing on Rhea Ripley, the individual. My problem is the creative in the way that they have been handling Rhea Ripley as the women's role champion. Here's the reality of the situation. Here's the truth bomb that I'm about to drop right now. Rhea Ripley's run as women's champion has been terrible. Terrible. She's being booked like China. Which is phenomenal. She's taking charge. She a bad bitch. I fuck with her, man. Again, I'm a fan of Rhea Ripley. But the fact is this. 
And FYI, please don't interpret me calling her a bad bitch. That me, I'm being negative. It's a compliment. All right. She's doing great things right now. Is Rhea Ripley. I fuck with it. But I'm always honest about what I say. Her title reign has been dog shit. It's not her fault. That's management's fault. They are so into this mommy, Dominic Mysterio, Judgment Day stuff that they are completely blowing past Rhea Ripley and her title reign. She has Her reign has not been good because she's had no opponents to combat. Now, I know she's in this fatal four-way, but she's not losing. She's not losing. And I hope... When this match ends, hopefully one of her opponents is one of the women that are in this match. I think it's going to be Nia Jax. I think we're going to get Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley after this quote-unquote fatal four-way happens. Rhea Ripley is retaining. Not only is Rhea Ripley retaining, she's going into WrestleMania as the women's world champion. Please keep in mind with the women's matches for this weekend. Whoever wins their respective match, I understand and I'm fully aware that plans can change. I understand that. Injuries can happen, right? New ideas can come forth. I totally get it, right? This is just my opinion. This is my logical opinion. We're in November, okay? We're in November. I believe this is... And again, plans can change. I believe this is WWE's one-shot deal to get the titles off of either Rhea Ripley or Eel Sky or both of them. And that's not happening. One of them's going to retain and the other one is going to lose. And I just spoiled what I think is going to happen. Rhea Ripley will be retaining her championship. Eo Sky versus Bianca Belair is next. And I'm sorry to say. I'm so sorry. This shit sucks, bro. I'm a big fan of Eo, bro. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan, bro. But the truth hurts. Truth hurts. (laughs) Oh, man. This sucks. I love Bianca. I fuck with her. I really do. Hi, Bianca. I'm a fan. I really am. I support you. I think Bianca's going to take the championship off of Eel Sky. I know. I know. Now, I hope that doesn't happen. Trust me. Trust me. I don't want that to happen. I have a feeling it's going to happen, though. And this is where I'm going to get into my kind of conspiracy theory ideas, whatever. I think Bianca Belair is going to beat Io Sky. And Bianca Belair is going to take the Women's Championship into WrestleMania. And Bianca Belair is either going to go one-on-one with one of these two women, Charlotte Flair or Jade Cargill, for the Women's Championship. I think Bailey is going to get involved in this match, and I think Bailey is going to accidentally cost Io Sky the championship. 
on a miscommunication. And then later on, we get into the months and we see that it was all a ploy. We get into the Women's Royal Rumble and Bailey eliminates EO and the Nat is on purpose because she wants to win. Again, I'm thinking way too ahead of, I'm taking way too deep, but this is how I do it. All right. This is what I do. The final four in the Women's Royal Rumble 2024. Jade Cargill, Charlotte Flair, Bailey, and Eel Sky. I think Bailey and Eel are going to cancel each other out. Bailey's going to eliminate Eel. And that's going to be that. So, and then what I think is going to happen is we're going to get Eel versus Bailey at WrestleMania. All of this is going to bleed into WrestleMania. Somebody's got to win and somebody's got to lose. Bottom line, Eel's got to retain or Bianca's got to be the new champion. We are not doing no fucking disqualification bullshit. I swear to God, Triple H, if you do that, I'm getting your throat. That would be stupid booking. I don't think you do stupid booking. So I think we get a new women's champion. I see Bianca Belair going into WrestleMania as the SmackDown or Women's World Champion on Friday Night SmackDown. And then we will eventually lead to Eel Sky versus Bayley at WrestleMania in a singles match. With Bianca Belair facing either Charlotte Flair or Jade Cargill. Simple. Now we'll see. Anything's possible. Eel could retain and then Eel can take the championship heading into WrestleMania. Or Eo can lose at the Royal Rumble. I have no idea. I'm so interested in the women and their situation. I really am. Because you got to figure this out. Eo Sky, Bailey. I'm assuming they'll have a one-on-one match. Maybe add Dakota Kai. Maybe a, a damage control triple threat. That cancels them out. But what about Becky? What about Rhea? I'm assuming them two are going to battle. Okay. And then now you got Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Jade Cargill. There's your problem. So WWE will see. I can see them doing some bullshit. I kid you not, nigga. I can see this shit where WWE is going to probably do a triple threat with Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Jade Cargo. I'm just throwing that out there. I can see them doing that because WWE is probably not going to have an idea for all three ladies. I can see that. So we'll see. I'll keep you guys up to date on all that developing in regards to that. And as we get into the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, I will keep repeating all of these things. So we'll see what happens there. I do see a uh, a title switch. And I think Bianca Belair is going to become the new women's world champion. John Cena versus Sola Sokoa one-on-one. The interesting thing here is this was actually my WrestleMania pitched match for John Cena. Um, this is the guy that I would have had face uh, Sola Sokoa and John Cena. But we're having it at Crown Jewel. The crazy thing is I'm, I'm actually hearing reports that this quote-unquote might be John Cena's last match. I'll believe it until I see it. You know, um, it's going to be a good match, man. Solo Sokoa reminds me of Umaga so much. I know they're related, but it's just the face and the aura, the vibe. It gives me Umaga vibes, man. It's, it's so 
awesome to see because John Cena and Umaga had one of the best last man standing matches of all time um, at the Royal Rumble 07. So John Cena versus Solo Sokoa here. It's going to be a great match. I know John Cena hasn't had a uh, a win in a very long time. You're gonna have to continue that, bruh. Because if you're right by the if you're right by the business and you want to put over these new generations, you got to give Solo Sokoa that win. And I think he will do that. I am going with Solo Sokoa to defeat John Cena in Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel. So that's where I'm going with. And I think John Cena is going to start questioning himself and all that other stuff. Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Logan Paul will be beating Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Logan Paul will be taking the United States Championship into WrestleMania. Who will he be going one-on-one against? I have no idea. Or do I? LA Knight versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship. Sign me up. I'll take that. I think Logan Paul is going to beat Rey Mysterio. I think Santos Escobar might get involved and accidentally, quote-unquote, on purpose, but accidentally cost Rey Mysterio the match. Or Santos Escobar can turn on Rey Mysterio in this other way as well, too. Nobody in the wrestling community has brought this up. This is why I'm here. I pitch as many ideas as I possibly can. Maybe Santos Escobar is, he doesn't do it on accident. He does it on purpose. You know, he fucks over Rey Mysterio because, like, like okay, hear me out. Logan Paul actually beats Rey Mysterio. And Logan, Logan Paul beats Rey, right, for the United States Championship. And Santos Escobar is so disgusted by Rey Mysterio because he lost to a, quote, fucking YouTube boxer. And Santos Escobar is disgusted by that. And he's embarrassed. And he's embarrassed for Rey Mysterio. And he's upset with Rey because he lost to a Logan Paul. And he takes his anger out, not only on uh, Rey Mysterio because of the Logan Paul loss, but he takes his anger out on Rey Mysterio because it feels like Rey Mysterio was dogging Santos Escobar, not giving him the respect, not giving him the world title opportunities. He already did, but, you know, he wants another shot. And... Rey Mysterio didn't give it to him. He gave it to Logan Paul instead. So Santos is going to take his anger out on Rey Mysterio. And then that's going to build towards a hopeful uh, Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio. Hair versus mask at WrestleMania. I understand people are saying Dominic versus Rey too. Hair versus mask. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I think Rey's going to face one of those people. Either his son again or Santos Escobar. Be passing the torch either way. With one of those gentlemen. Um, But I think I'm going to go with Logan Paul winning. And I think Santos Escobar is going to turn heel. Or tease to turn heel on Rey Mysterio. I just pulled the trigger right now on Saudi Arabia. Because it's a premier live event. You got to go big. Big or go home. You know what I mean? That type of mindset. So that's what I would do. But we'll see what happens. Cody Rose versus Damian Priest. Is Damian Priest going to cash in his money in the bank? Damian Priest should not be winning the World Heavyweight Championship. I'm sorry. He should not. That championship, in my opinion, is going to go from Seth Rollins to Gunther. Simple. 
This is going to eventually build towards a Finn Balor and Damian Priest match at WrestleMania. I think Cody Rhodes is going to beat Damian Priest and Finn Balor and everybody else in Judgment Day are going to start questioning Damian Priest. And then when they eventually split off and JD McDonough turns, um, you know, and partners with Finn Balor, as he's obviously doing right now, Damian Priest doesn't like it. Finn Balor takes the side of JD McDonough, who Jordan Devlin, you know, if people don't know, was uh, the protege of Finn Balor at uh, NXT UK when that first launched. So we'll see what happens. But I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes, and I think this is going to be the start of something special for the eventual feud between Finn Balor and Damian Priest, culminating at WrestleMania. Should be great. Speaking of J.D. McDonough, he's going to be going one with Sami Zayn. I think Sami um, is going to get the win here, and I think uh, J.D. McDonough you know, uh, is going to take the loss, and Judgment Day is going to start questioning him as well, too. And uh, it's going to be something very interesting. Judgment Day is going to play a huge part in Survivor Series. I want everybody to be aware of that, that he will be playing a big part um, in the um, the War Game Survivor Series. So we'll see what happens there. Those are your predictions, man, for Crown Jewel. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comments. I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to talk about some wrestling news now. We're just going to jump right into it. Um, we got John Cena. Now, this is coming from WrestlingNews.co, and it states here, John Cena, he comments on Brock Lesnar. He says, quote, I think he's extremely underrated, even though he's in that conversation of the greatest of all time, and I love him as a human being. He is wholehearted himself and shoots you down, and at least, or excuse me, at least you know where he stands with him at all times, and I'd really admire that about him. He's been wonderful to uh, he's been wonderful to me over the years. Another person that we kind of miscalculated together. We both uh, have our different path to success, and we're both rooting for each other constantly. Yeah, you know Brock Lesnar might come off as this mean bad motherfucker, but I know he's a great human being at heart. You know what I mean? And, and it's really great hearing these these legends mention, you know, Brock Lesnar. And um, John Cena mentioned that Brock Lesnar is extremely underrated, even though he's in that conversation of the greatest of all time. I have mentioned this, what I'm about to say, so many times. And if you're new to the podcast, I have been saying that Brock Lesnar is going to go down as one of the most underrated, or he might be the most underrated, underappreciated WWE superstar of all time. When Brock Lesnar is no longer with us and he's retired, we are going to miss him. Trust me on that. We're going to miss him, man. You know, I already missed him already. I can't wait for him to come back. And, um, you know, my pitch idea for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania uh, 40 is to him go one-on-one with Braun Breaker. Um, new school versus old school. New beast versus the new generation beast. You know what I mean? In this game. So... I would do Braun Breaker versus Brock Lesnar um, at WrestleMania 40. Let me know what you guys think. What match would you book for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 40? Moving on from that to Chris Statlander. This was uh, very, very interesting. Chris Statlander 
Chris Statlander, excuse me, uh, once more time for AEW women, asks fans to keep using their voice. Do you guys remember, you know, use your voice, give divas a chance? You remember that? I remember that. I was a part of that. So were you guys. Chris Statlander's run on AEW for the TBS championship has been terrible. Terrible. AEW says that they promote women and all this other jazz, right? All this shit, woo, woo, woo. At the end of the day, you book them like shit. You book them like shit. And the TV product says so. Chris Statlander has been champion for quite a bit now. I don't remember not one real title of defense she's had. Because she beat Jade for the TN, the, the TBS title. But she hasn't faced anybody legitimate that I can think of for that championship. Why? Why create something when you don't have a plan? Now, I love the idea of having a mid-card title. You know, I even pitched that WWE needs to have a mid-card title for the women. Um, but here's the thing. They got more women than AEW does. So, they got more women. And that's how I feel about it. Chris Statlander deserves better. I'm a big fan of Chris Statlander. Big fan of hers. She deserves a proper reign with the championship. And I don't know what the fuck Tony Khan's doing. Now, there is something going on with AEW. You know what I mean? Uh, With the women. They're promoting them more, and that's great. But at the end of the day, you're not really booking them as a high priority. You're just not. I feel it. You all feel it. They got to do better with the women's division. And if they get Mercedes Monet, I swear to God, I'm telling you right now. If they don't book the women's division properly when she comes in, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm going to lose my effing mind if they get Mercedes and um, she's booked like shit. <laughs> I'm going to lose it, man. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I can't wait. To see what happens with uh, Chris Outlander. I'm a fan of hers. And she just needs to face more competition. That's it. She needs to face more competition. So hopefully AEW actually starts caring about the women's division. Because you have some people. Tony Storm. Uh, Chris Outlander. Right? You got Julia Hart. You know, you got Soraya. You got Britt Baker. You got some people. Thunder Rosa's reportedly starting to come back. So I'm happy for that. You know, I can't wait for Jamie Hader to come back next year. You got some people, you know, Ruby Soho. You got to give these women something to fight for. You got to give these women something to um, seek their teeth into. In turn, we'll have the fans get their teeth sinked into something. You have to. Because if not, fans are not going to care. There's one thing I will say about us wrestling fans, man. We're blunt as blunt can be. When we don't give a fuck, trust me. We don't give a fuck. When we care, trust me, we care. And right now, I'm seeing a divide where people actually care about the women's division and then others don't give a fuck about the women's division. You can have Soraya, you can have Britt Baker, you can have Jamie Hayter, you can have Thunder Rosa. You got players in that game, and guess what? They're not being booked to their fullest potential. So in turn, the audience is going to pretty much tell you, I don't give a fuck. 
what you put out for the women. It's not compelling. It's not interesting. It's not making me jump out of my seat. It's making me grab the controller and change the channel. Last week's match with Ruby Soho and Ricardo Shida was terrible. Terrible. And those are two talented ladies. It was terrible. I watched the match. I'm giving you guys my honest opinions about what I watched. It was terrible. AEW needs to start booking the women's division better. I'm tired of bringing this shit up. But I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. Voice to voiceless, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to continue to speak my piece on this because I care. If I didn't care and I, and, and I didn't you know, want this to be better, I would have shut the fuck up and not ever bring it up. But I keep bringing it up because I care. Y'all might not see it that way, and that's fine. For the people that do see where I'm coming from, appreciate it. For those that don't see where I'm coming from, I appreciate it. But I do care about the women's division in WWE, TNA, and AW. Women's wrestling needs to be in a more prominent position. But it's all up to management. And it's all up to the creative. If their booking and presentation is half-ass, trust me, we're not going to care. That's my piece. We're going to end it with some LA Night. Yeah. Some LA Night comments. I actually have the uh, some audio. I actually have two audios. I have two audios. About LA Night. And I want to play this because this is very, very interesting. Now, I have one comment uh, regarding LA Knight on wanting to win the undisputed WWE Championship. If you end up in the WWE and your aim is not to be the top man, if your aim isn't to be the WWE Champion, I don't know what you're doing here, uh, personally. Uh, For me, that's the only reason I got here. I didn't come here to be... You know, background player. I didn't come here to be supporting cast. I came here to be the guy. I came here to be top dog. I came here to be the guy that runs the game. And uh, so, when you consider that, yeah, look, look, a lot of people like to create little vision boards and all that kind of crap. The vision board's in my head, and I see myself wearing that WWE championship over and over and over again. So, whether it happens to be Crown Jewel or sometime down the road, you will see that, and you will call me champ. That's what the fuck I'm talking about the other night. That's what I'm talking about. Got to have that confidence. Got to. He kind of jinked himself. You know, he was talking about saying, if it's not a crown jewel, I don't care where it's at in the near future. Hold on one second, you guys. My bad, y'all. Something happened. Um, but I'm back. Uh, listen, LA Knight. <laughs> he jinxed himself. But I love that he said, if it doesn't happen to crown jewel, it will happen. And I agree with him. It will happen. Not right now. Not right now. Now, here's something regarding LA Knight um, mentioning something about Roman Reigns. Let me get this audio clip for you guys. I'm going to tell you my assessment. My assessment is everybody's sick of that. Because here's a guy who, what, he's got a, I can do math here. Uh, He's got about one title defense every three, four months. Uh, what, four defenses a year, and we're, we're celebrating the fact that he's been champion for 1,200 days? you got to be kidding me. 1,200 days, as impressive as that is, can come to a real quick halt when you find yourself on the business end of a BFT, and that's what I think we're going to find, the crown jewel. But look. 
What did Roman Reigns say? What did Roman Reigns used to say? They all want the same check. They all want to be top dog. They want my schedule. I mean, is Roman Reigns wrong in that assessment? No. But is LA Knight wrong in what he said there? Nah. He ain't wrong. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. It's something to look forward to. Something to talk about. Something to think about. And at the end of the day, I do think, I do think, I firmly believe that when it's all said and done, LA Knight is going to lose. But he will be world champion. There's no question about that. Not right now, though. Not right now. Um, I want to end this talking about Seth Rollins, and we'll end it here for today's podcast. This is coming from Fightful. Seth Rollins says, The in-ring talent now is beyond any generation, but it can be hard to find your footing. This is interesting with what he said there. Um, Seth Rollins discusses the current state of wrestling. Wrestling is more available than ever. Again, this is coming from Fightful. More than ever in 2023, with two companies running weekly live TV programming five days a week on national television. Throw in premier live events, pay-per-view streaming shows, and on-demand events, and fans can watch wrestling 24-7 and still be behind. That's a fact. Speaking on Mythical Kitchen, Seth Rollins was asked about the future of the biz. He said, quote, there is so much wrestling that happens right now. And because of the business has progressed so much in ring talent that we have right now was beyond any generation. It's wild. You can do something you can think is going to change the face of your character and your career. And it's hot for 24 hours and then boom, it's gone. That's a fucking fact. Um, He finished and said, uh, that didn't used to be the case. It's definitely much harder on today's generation to find their footing, so to speak. Tell him when he's telling lies. Seth Rollins ain't lying. Seth Rollins is not lying. Round of applause for what Seth Rollins said, because he wasn't lying there. He wasn't lying, man. Listen, it's hard in this game, bro. It, it really is hard in this game to stand out um, in the game and 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 kind of revamp yourself and revamp your in-ring ability is tough. It really is tough. Um, you know, everyone is a good pro wrestler now. Everybody copies each other. It's not a bad thing. It's really not a bad thing. No one's original now. I understand that. You know what I mean? Um, you can find anybody that does a, a Spanish fly, frog splash, whatever the case might be. Um, and... It is what it is, man. I think at the end of the day, you know, you just got to be creative. You really got to try to be creative and find something that is standoffish, you know, something that stands out. Um, but pro wrestling is booming right now. Pro wrestling is fun. Um, and I just am going to be here along for the ride to cover as much as I can. And I'm going to continue to do that. I appreciate everybody tapping into the wrestling takeover. I know AEW's tonight. But I just wanted to give you guys a little podcast here. Um, be sure to check out TikTok.com slash Wrestling Takeover for my original recap and quick thoughts and opinions on AEW Dynamite tonight um, on TBS. I appreciate the support, y'all. Thank you guys so much. 
And unless anything breaks, any major breaking news, uh, the next time you guys will be hearing me is on Saturday morning for WWE Crown Jewel. So I appreciate the support. Love you guys. And uh, I'll see you guys next time right here on the Wrestling Takeover.